Welcome to Small Bites Radio with Donato Marino and Derek Tim. We hope you're hungry. Wildfire Radio, Small Bites. My name is Donato Marino with DNL Premier Bean to Barista Coffee Service. And welcome, everybody. What a way to start off the new year, Don 2022. Uh, everyone here is at least uh, healthy and happy. So we're doing, hopefully, everyone else can be doing the same. Uh, it's busy, busy holiday season. It has been. It has been. It's it's mowing, 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 mowing like mowing, mowing the lawn. Not a couple it's more moving. months of that. We just had it's, some snow. Yes, it's moving uh, well. Um, like I said, everybody on my side of the family is doing great, even though this uh, new strand of Corona is going around. We're all staying safe and happy and secure. And uh, it looks like the restaurant industry right now is not being affected by it too much. And they're taking reservations, and everybody's happy. I mean, especially uh, staffing issues seem to be never-ending. No, but it is it is easing. It is easing. I, I know uh, a few of the restaurant tours that um, they're seeing that more and more people are, I guess, they're going to say, hey, they have to start doing something, and uh, they're starting to come back to the workforce. Slow. But steady. Without a doubt. So tell me what you did over your uh, holiday season. Yeah, well, you know, with the we did the traditional, you know, seven fishes for Christmas Eve. Um, I say seven, but we probably had five of them. Um, but to keep the tradition alive for my nieces and nephews and and the young guys that you know, really don't know about. Uh, it's this way of keeping the family together. So I really enjoyed that. And Christmas Day, we we always have it over my sister's house. She makes her lasagna and her pork, her pork tenderloin and uh, roast. So that's always well done. And then, uh, you know, coming up to the parade, we did the parade. Numbers parade went well. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Rich Porco. Um, he passed away, unfortunately, but we did a nice tribute to him. Um, if my memory serves me, he was in the parade for over 75 years, marching up and down Broad Street and whatever other streets that the the Mummers Parade ran up and down. So it was a nice eventful uh, end of the year. So where did you guys place? Did you mention that? I'm, I'm sorry. Well, since we're having it, they didn't have judges for everybody this year. Um, 
which was okay with us. Uh, like I said, we were concentrating more on, on giving the tribute to Rick Porco and and uh, Mary uh, uh, Comic Brigades, uh, Mary Comic Group. Uh, also, Dennis Pellegrino did a great tribute to uh, Rich Porco as well. So I, I think uh, you know, it, it went well. I mean, we're looking forward to next year, so we're going to come back strong. The judging should be back. Uh, the city of Philadelphia is uh, um, helping us as much as they can to, uh, to let the parade continue. And, you know, it's uh, one of the oldest folk parades in the country. So let's uh, move on forward and go back to, uh, what do they say, normal normal. Uh, start of the year, without a doubt. Uh, I'm. I was out and about. I was uh, uh, down south for a little while, but uh, it was enjoyable. I mean, it was uh, good to get away for a little bit. And uh, I guess the best thing that we can hope for is, like you saying, a little bit of normalcy again. Uh, get back to normal. Uh, how about some good meals? What did you? Because you normally do the seven fishes, didn't you? Yeah, yeah we always have. Uh, we always have the calamari. Uh, we usually don't fry ours. Ours we put in the oven and we bake it. There's a little bit of breadcrumbs, uh, a little garlic, olive oil, onions. Uh, it's almost it's almost cooks in a broth, and it's uh, that's the way I prefer it. Uh, we have a typical uh, tuna gravy. So if anybody has never had tuna gravy, is you get some nice albacore tuna, uh, an olive oil preferably. You saute it. Uh, you add your onions and your tomatoes, and you let it cook together, and you pour it over uh, your spaghetti. Uh, we had the bacala, the traditional salted cod. Uh, the only, it tastes great, but the only bad thing about it is you got to soak those suckers for at least a week and a half to two weeks in and out of water to get that salt out of it, or else you, you just can't eat it. Uh, then we had uh, mussels, clams, shrimp. So it really, uh, it's very nice seven fishes. Uh, and then for people that don't like fish, we always make a little uh, red pepper gravy, uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of ro roasted meat in the oven, uh, just for the. You know, but not everybody can have fish, and we always try to bring as much family together as we can. So, how about you, Derek? Uh, any uh, traditions for Christmas Eve, or we've done something now. Uh... We call it the Feast of the Seven Fish, uh, seven, <laughs> seven Pizzas, to make, it, to make it simple. So invite a couple people over. We just have uh, seven different pizzas, and everybody has a great time. Yeah. Uh, instead of having to clean up and go through all the cooking and all of the troubles and the hassles. Uh, so it's enjoyable. Yeah, we, see, we try to give as much of it away at the end of the night. We have, you know, trays. We fill them all up. Here, take it. You can't leave without one. So by the time we get done, dish full of, uh, a sink full of dishes, but other than that, it's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, like I said, I mean, we did the seven fishes one time, and it was a lot of work. And uh, But it, it's fantastic. I mean, seven fishes is one of the greatest sort of traditions that you can 
can follow. Oh, I agree with oh, heartily about that. I agree with you a lot. And like I said, plus it gets to it's a good if you want to call it an excuse, but it's a good way of getting family together. But some people you don't see all year because they're working and they have kids and you know, we keep you know, we keep, keep, keep those traditions. But uh, you know what? We're we're finally gonna kick the new year off with a guest, our first guest of twenty twenty two. And who better to kick off twenty twenty two than Michelle Tam, the author of Nom Nom Pleo, Let's Go, Simple Feats and Healthy Eats, Volume 3. How's it going tonight, Michelle? All right. Seems as though we're possibly still having technical difficulties. Yeah, those gremlins have never left the building. <laughs> no. But moving forward, don't know if you've eaten any new places in uh, in, in your area. Uh, well, you know, I'm always trying to uh, try different things and uh, visit uh, new restaurants and foods. But uh, I'm trying to think if I've gone anywhere that's out of the ordinary. Um, I will go back and rewind. We did enjoy uh, Cockadoodle Dan's a little while ago. It's in Palmyra. Ooh, do tell. It's cheesesteaks and fresh chicken wings. And both of them were great. <laughs> Now, did they have a basic chicken wing, or is it chicken wings with, like, blue cheese, uh, parmesan, uh, bourbon sauce? Oh, they, they had so many different uh, uh, flavors, and and the, the cheesesteak that I had was called uh, Batman and Robin, and it was half cheesesteak, half chicken cheesesteak with their special sauce. Wow. Phenomenal on a seated roll, mm. the proper way to do it for a really uh, great cheesesteak with Cooper Sharp cheese. Uh, really, really fantastic uh, uh, product. And the wings, they're a little on the smaller side, but they're all fresh, yeah, completely I've fresh. And all of the sauces are homemade. Yeah. Yeah, I think to, to cut down on cost, a lot of the places are going with the smaller uh, chicken wings. Maybe because that's all that's out there available right now. But it's funny, I ate it uh, today. As a matter of fact, I, I was at Home Depot, of all places, and there's a little stand outside called Rocco's. Don't yep, know if you ever yep, had it. Yep, Rocco's Sausage. I, They're very what? famous for their cheesesteaks as well. Yeah, oh, I had their, their sausage with peppers and onions. With uh, American cheese. Okay. And, you know, you get their combo special. You get a bag of chips and soda. So for for the, the $10 or in change that I spent on it, I could have ate two meals with it. Oh, it was good. I, I got the sweet. All right. Well, we'll switch things up. Instead of our first guest, let's go back to our first correspondent report. Let's, let's see if we can get John on the line. How's it going tonight, John? 
Hello, John. John, how are you, John? Hey. Hey, Derek. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going, pal? Doing great, buddy. Hey, we're having a couple of technical right. difficulties. Nothing to be surprised of in this day and age. Uh, <laughs> can you give us an update for 2022? Yeah, so... <laughs> So let's uh, – got a few things to talk about here, some new openings, which is always exciting for the new year. Uh, I want to talk about a place called Adelina's. This is a new Italian-style restaurant, which opened this past week in the Chestnut Hill Hotel on Germantown Avenue. Uh, according to Michael Klein of the Inquiry, he said that you should pay attention to the zucchini fritters. This is an old family recipe from Adelina, who is the grandmother of the owners of the restaurant, Antonio and Giuliano Presta. So sounds like an old-school Italian-type restaurant. Uh, this is, again, Adelina's on Germantown Avenue. I want to talk about Machine Shop Boulangerie. This is a pop-up French pastry concept, which now has a permanent home and will be opening a cafe on the 13th in the Bach Building in South Philly. Uh, according to Eater Philly, the retail cafe will be open from Thursday to Sunday. We'll feature their orange cardamom morning buns, croissants with everything seasoning, and winter citrus tarts. Of course, the menu will change as the seasons change, but again, this is Machine Shop Boulangerie that's opening in the Bach building this week. Over on the Jersey side, I want to talk about a new burger place called Burger Time, if you think of the old video game from the 80s. Uh, this is a new burger and hot dog restaurant that will be opening this week on Merchant Street in Audubon. Now, our friend Marilyn Johnson over at Philly Grub reported on this place back in October, so we knew this was, was coming. Uh, this is a pop-up, another pop-up concept. This is being run by Philly chef Dane DeMarco, and now there's a brick-and-mortar location opening, looks like, this week in Audubon. And with all these new openings, unfortunately, we do have some closings to mention. Of course, a big one that was mentioned this past week was The Stories, which is which was the iconic diner in Bordentown, but now it's closing for good. Uh, Atco Brewing closed its doors on December 31st. Uh, Maytona Barbecue in Collinswood announced that it will be closing its doors at the end of January. Uh, and if, even though this happened before the new year, we have to mention that the great restaurant Fond on East Pass Junk that uh, closed towards the end of the year after a 12-year run. So sorry to see these places go, but it uh, looks like other places are opening up, and that's the way the restaurant industry goes. So follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Eating Jersey, as well as South Jersey Food Scene website and Facebook page. Perfect. Thank you so much, John. We're so happy we were able to uh, get a hold of you and get back to you. Our apologies for the technical difficulties. Uh, hopefully 2022 will look better. Have a great night. Thanks so much, John. But we're going to go right from John to, as we mentioned, our first full guest of 2022 uh, round two let's try it over don yeah. uh michelle tam the author of nom nom paleo let's go simple feats and healthy eats how's it going tonight michelle it's doing, i'm doing great i'm not as cold as you guys are <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's maybe the system's just froze the heck up yeah. uh, it, it's happened but uh it just seems as though uh, things have gone wild in this day and age uh, it's really great to hear from you the first thing that i want to start off with is uh don just saw the book for th your cookbook for the first time I, I i've had it for a, a little while and both of us are blown away about the detail of the book and how great you've really put the descriptions of every single uh, uh, recipe in there and truly 
you've kept it's my favorite method which is the kiss method to keep it simple stupid which works yeah. for me yeah. <laughs> i mean you don you, you were mentioning how great it was yeah it looked great the pictures the the presentation of how how to prepare everything i mean it's it's uh, it could be almost renamed the cookbook for idiots <laughs> almost <laughs> almost i love that <laughs> no thank you i mean the the way that we make our cookbooks because it's uh my husband and i kind of do everything ourselves like i i create the recipes he designs the cookbooks we shoot all the photos in our home kitchen he draws the cartoons and so it is definitely a labor of love um and we and i definitely do agree with your assessment that it is a cookbook for idiots because when I started um, cooking, I was always frustrated that a lot of the cookbooks, I would try a recipe, spend all this money on healthy ingredients, and the ending result was not good, and I would just give up. And so I was like, how do I create a cookbook for someone like me who loves delicious food but is super lazy and wants it to work the first time? I'm like, oh, I will have step-by-step -step pictures. We'll try to make... It's funny and encouraging, and we want it to appeal to kids so they will start cooking in the kitchen. Um, so I love that you guys kind of got that from our book. And I'm going to be completely honest with you, uh, even though I, I I won't say this to the individuals who uh, I feel otherwise, but there's very few cookbooks that we receive, and we receive piles upon piles of them very few of them that i actually get excited about and don you can concur with behind yeah, the scenes of course. don can concur with that i opened this up and i said my goodness gracious this is probably one of the best ones i have ever seen and i'll give you a few reasons why one the recipes look crazy delicious the, the way, just the way that they look in the book, I almost ripped out pages and started eating the page itself. The second thing that I didn't realize until, until I started to read in a little further is every single recipe is free of grains, gluten, dairy, and refined sugar. And you wouldn't notice because what I was looking at the flavor looks like it's just going to be amazing and just popping in every single bite of all of your uh, recipes. And as we've already mentioned for idiots or anything like this, you've made it that following your steps, it's foolproof, which I really appreciate. Oh, thank you. You're making me blush. Like this is, this is making me so happy because we work so hard on these books. And, like, this one took five years because we do do everything ourselves. And so we have no idea how, like, what the reception will be. Because I know that paleo is no longer kind of the hot diet that people are doing. And we aren't even that paleo ourselves. We, we joke that we're paleo on the Internet. But in real life, you know, we have a more balanced approach. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's always really gratifying that people, um, you know, people like it so thank you this is thank you very much you're you guys are too kind and and like i said i mean i'm, I'm being completely honest with you and uh i i like the uh, asian influences as well because 
Uh, I've said it multiple times on our program. One of my favorite cuisines is Asian cuisine because of the, the, the variety of flavors and profiles and and the, the, the mixture of different tastes that you receive when you're eating that type of uh, cuisine. But one of the things that I hate or is difficult that I find on recipes that I want to recreate that I've had is the ingredient list. It makes it very, very difficult for the average person to go out and recreate it, because at least in my cabinet, it's not things that I'm using on a regular and I'll have to buy a jar of something and I'm using like two sprinkles of an ingredient. Then it goes to waste in six months from the ones that I've gone through. You've provided for the most part the majority of ingredients that are easy to procure or you already have. Yes, I definitely tried to do that with this book. And I think because we, you know, developed most of it during the pandemic and, you know, everyone was stuck at home and, you know, it was hard to get groceries or you had to, you know, order stuff to get delivered. So we tried to kind of make make recipes that would have ingredients that people could find pretty readily or they could order it pretty easily online. And then we tried to make a bunch of recipes that used a lot of the different things. Like I have an all-purpose stir-fry sauce that's used in a bunch of different recipes. So once you make something, you have a lot of options that you can cook throughout the week, and they'll all taste different. Without a doubt. Now, this is volume three. How were you able to come up with so many combinations after obviously volumes one and two, and I, I'm going to apologize in advance that I wasn't aware of mm. previous volumes, but I can tell you right now, after seeing this thing, I'm getting everything that you put out. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. So it takes, I mean, I think I'm someone that just loves to eat, and I'm not a young person, <laughs> so I've eaten a lot, and that's what, I mean, I love I mean, I live to eat, and before when I could travel, I would actually just travel to go eat in certain places. Like, I remember we went to Italy, and my husband wanted to go, you know, check out, like, all these galleries and, like, these famous, you know, you know, monuments. And I was like, no, I really want to try this sandwich that I've heard about in this market. And that's, I don't, I don't care about anything else. And so, you know, my whole thing is, I love to eat, and so because I'm paleo and I eat gluten-free and grain-free, I just, there's just too many things I want to recreate, and most of the recipes in this current cookbook um, are all foods that are comfort foods to me. They're all foods that I grew up eating um, growing up in the San Francisco Bay Area and being Cantonese-American, like my mom cooked a bunch of Cantonese-Chinese food. But I grew up in an area where there was lots of Mexican food and Indian food. Um, and so those, to me, are my comfort foods. And so that's, that's why a bunch of the recipes are kind of East Asian influence. Plus, there's a bunch of Latin American and, and, and other foods that, you know, brought me joy during this dark time. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing, Michelle. You've got hundreds of thousands of followers and fans and obviously uh, uh, New York Times bestselling author. And from what you we have here in studio, it is all well-deserved. And you have gained 
two two move followers <laughs> two two fans right here in this studio and we want all of our listeners to make sure if they don't know about you already to make sure that they at least go out to purchase Nom Nom Paleo, Let's Go, Simple Feats, and Healthy Eats Volume 3, and to check out everything else that you're doing. It was truly a pleasure to uh, talk to you. We apologize about the technical difficulties earlier, but please share social media, website, or anything like that before you go. Well, you can follow me on all of the social media at nomnompaleo.com, or you can go to my site, nomnompaleo.com, um, and you can check out my recipes for free. You don't have to buy anything, and if you like it, you can buy our books if you like. Thank you so much. Have a great 2022. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Now, that was refreshing. One of the one of the first things Michelle mentioned, Don, was how cold the weather is up here, up here, over here to the east. Yeah. What is something that can warm you up on a cold winter day? I would have to say a nice hot chocolate Ooh. with some marshmallows. Ooh. But what's even better is you can get a product available shortly oh. where it comes as a kit. You're melting my heart, Don, and speaking the language of love. But let's talk to someone who could talk about all of the exact things that you've mentioned. I think he has a product that would fit you perfectly. And that would be Adam, the director of marketing for Trillion Food and Nutrition, to discuss Cafe Caps, hot cocoa creations. How's it going tonight, Adam? <laughs> It's going well. It's going well. Love that setup, that introduction. I mean, it's uh, it's me hard to just follow just the introduction, much less tell with Num Num Paleo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're always available to be a spokes uh, group for wh whatever company wants to hire us. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I have to say, right. as Don mentioned, the the product isn't available in all markets yet. You're hoping for uh, a big release soon. But we were able to have a sneak preview here in studio, and we were thoroughly impressed, especially Don. Yeah, I really enjoyed the uh, the classic milk chocolate guy. The nice marshmallows, a good portion of them. So you, too. You, yeah. And uh, you could try it. I mean, it's really good. And it comes in six flavors, hazelnut, uh, birthday cake. Keurig. Keurig. And, yeah, and you use it through your Keurig system. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Behind it was uh, born out of COVID when uh, quarantine hit and people weren't able to go to their their favorite cafe and get that daily latte. And like really, what we wanted to do was recreate that latte experience at home. And so, fortunately, with Cafe Caps, we found a, a convenient, simple, affordable way to really bring that cafe experience to your kitchen. Um, really, kind of the, what sets us apart is you had mentioned the uh, the K cup. Um, and so, you know, we started with the foundation of the K-Cup, but really what sets us apart is that cap that we're able to attach to the K-Cup. You can kind of think of it as uh, K-Cup meets uh, Chobani flips. And with that additional real estate have in the cap, that's where we can add those those extra ingredients that really help recreate that cafe experience for you. And I like and the variety of flavors. Can you give us the breakdown on the variety of flavors that you guys are going to have? Because you even have a special six-pack, correct? 
We do, we do. Yeah, so we've got uh, three different flavors of coffee. That's uh, We have vanilla cinnamon, chocolate hazelnut, and a Mexican mocha, which has a little bit of a, a, little bit of a spice to it. Um, and then coming out in just a couple months, we're going to have caramel macchiato and a double mocha hitting the market. Um, and then for cocos, we actually have three flavors as well. So we have the classic milk chocolate. And then we also have a s'mores and a birthday cake. And the birthday cake is kind of a sleeper. It's got a really unique kind of unique cocoa taste to it, which is uh, it's really exciting. It's kind of it's my it's my kid's favorite. And I'm I'm not going to lie, our producer and engineer Tom came in studio. I don't know if Tom's able to grab the microphone to chime in. He usually just hides behind the glass. But we he saw the the Mexican blend and my Tom, there he goes Tom, your eyes sort of just oh man glowed. hell yeah lit up on lit up with the mexican uh the mexican mocha <laughs> just looks so good I am, it, I am dying to try these and a flavor i don't think i've ever seen retail right that's exactly that's actually one of the reasons that i gravitated towards it because it's not a common one so how did that come into the uh, mix adam great choice on your end Oh, thanks. Like, no, really the way that that one came about is, uh, you know, you have a lot of those familiar mochas, but spice was just a really macro trend. You saw spice showing up in, in a lot of places where you wouldn't expect it. And so we started experimenting with it uh, in a mocha. We felt it would be like a vanilla latte. It didn't quite seem quite right there, but uh, chocolate and hint of spice seemed to be a, a trend in some like forward-looking categories and so we started experimenting with it in the the coffee the latte space with the mocha and we finally we dialed it in to a place where it ended up saying you know we, it tasted really good and we're glad that you guys are are agreeing with us there that uh you know we put it out there we did some consumer research we had really positive responses um but you never know until it starts to reach the market which it is now and um, so glad to hear that you guys like it. And we're hoping to see a similar market response as more and more consumers try it. And uh, I know it's difficult. The, we always ask this difficult question. It's like choosing your favorite child. But which one is your favorite <laughs> flavor? So of the ones that are in the market, the Mexican mocha is my favorite. But I think you guys uh, will and we'll make sure we get you guys some samples. But when you try the caramel macchiato, I think you're really going to like that one, too. Don's eyes. Yeah, I'm looking that forward to that one. <laughs> it's a good one. So how about you, Don? Which one uh, did you enjoy the most? Well, like I said, I'm, I'm a classic chocolate kind of guy, so I enjoy the chocolate with the marshmallows. It just reminds me of being younger and uh, sitting around a table and my mom preparing it for us. Um, there's very good, rich chocolate flavor and just brought back a lot of childhood memories. And talking about childhood memories, I think that's why I gravitated to the s'mores because of the generous portion of marshmallows and things of that nature. Uh, as you can see, I mean, we've got all these different voices, all of us having a different opinion. So obviously the only way to go, Adam, is do you have to buy the six pack, obviously, yeah. whenever you purchase it. Yeah, no, you, you can buy the six-pack. They're also uh, they're going up on uh, the website Cafe Caps Creations. Um, so if it's not at a retailer quite yet, um, you can always go there and order it online. Um, and in, regarding retailers, um, I'm trying to think of a few. ShopRite is one that uh, it'll be on shelves, should be on shelves around the April time frame. Uh, Giant Eagle is another one uh, on the East Coast uh, that is uh, also that currently has Cafe Caps. 
So we're, we're steadily rolling out to retailers as they restock their shelves. I mean, it, it's it's a great idea. And uh, how did you come about with the idea of getting the topping on the top? I, I don't think I've ever seen that with a cake mm. before. Have you? No, Tom? never. No, it's actually it's, it's a patented design. Ooh, that we have. look and, at that. Uh, Nice buzzword there, patent. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, so it's, uh, it's a patented design that we actually got. And um, really what we did, like we were experimenting around, and, and this probably why this pro- type of product doesn't exist in the category today, is that you can only get so much packed into those K-cups. And so to really recreate that cafe experience, we needed to go beyond it. We just needed to find a way to do it in a very intuitive, simple way. And, and that's where the cap came into play. And the rest, of, you know, the, the rest will soon be history as we uh, we played around. We figured out a way to get the right ingredients in that cap to uh, really elevate that experience. Um, got the patent on it, and here we are. That's awesome. Now, uh, also, uh, as we mentioned very briefly, but uh, before you go, how about let's just to talk about it for a minute or two, because you guys are also known for the Cafe Caps Coffee Creations, which are all made with 100% Arabica coffee, which, Don, I mean, you're the proprietor mm, of DNL coffee. the best. There you go. You heard it from Don. That's the best. Why don't you just give our listeners a reminder of that product? Yeah, no, the, with the coffee creations, that's where we have the, the vanilla cinnamon, the chocolate hazelnut, the Mexican mocha. We've got the 100% Arabica beans in there, which, as you mentioned, like, and a couple different tiers of beans and arabica uh those are the those are the coffee beans that are at the top of the pyramid and so those are the ones that we wanted to include in here because you know, to really recreate that cafe experience you, you, that's what the cafes use and so that's what we need to use as well so we dropped that in there we also dropped in um the, uh, the dried cream that when you're it's, after it runs through that's kind of the ingredient in the cap and as it runs through the keurig machine uh kind of gets uh you get rehydrated if you will and then creates that that rich creamy experience elevated for the the chocolate hazelnut we have the bits of chocolate in the cap that you can actually see we have uh like the, the powdered cocoa that you can actually see in the cap and so really all those ingredients in the right proportions to come together to recreate the cafe experience can i can i make a suggestion go for it yeah i think an adult version of it would be Pretty good, like a nice hot toddy with a little shot of whiskey on the top. And... Well, well, I think that that's a DIY sort yeah. of. Uh... <laughs> hey, adult, adults need loving too. No, no, I, I, I completely agree, and we'll just say that is in the works, and there's some partners that we're talking to um, to that happen. So. Your, your dream may be a reality here in the next, we'll say, six to nine months. Well, I think Don volunteers to be a distributing partner for yeah, that product with definitely. DNL Coffee Services <laughs> once that comes available. He's raising, <laughs> raising his hand to volunteer. But, Adam, it was such a joy to uh, talk to you tonight. Trillion Food and Nutrition. Go check out the Cafe Caps Coffee Creations and also Cafe Caps Hot Cocoa Creations. For more information, can uh, you give a website, social media, or anything like that before you go, pal? Yeah, yeah. No, so uh, the best information will be on our website, cafecapcreations.com. Uh, that's uh, go ahead and purchase it. We can send it directly 
house. That's where you get more information on the product. Uh, that'd be the best place to go. Awesome. Have yourself a great night. Thanks for joining us. Right, thanks. It's a pleasure to talk with you guys as well. No problems. Now, as we mentioned before, it's chilly out. It's winter time. Uh, we're warming up with some hot chocolate. But what happens if we want to still have some fun, have some activities? We need places to go, don't we, Don? Yes, we do. And we want places that are sort of local to the Philadelphia region. And uh, Yes, we do. So I our think ne- our next guest. Our next, <laughs> excuse me a minute. <coughs> <laughs> our next guest is uh, Renault Winery. Resort. Resort with ice skating outside by Flight on Ice. And we're going to talk to executive chef Michael Giampa about all the wonderful things they have going on at Renault Winery Resort with seasonal ice skating outside by Flight on Ice. How's it going tonight, Michael? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. So uh, we'll start off by saying that Renault Winery has their uh, Winter Wonderland that Don was lucky enough to visit. And you had a wonderful time with your beautiful wife, Lisa, didn't you? I had a great time down there. I don't know if the chef remembers me. I'm the one that gave him a card and shook his hand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I remember. Yeah, but uh, I tell you, the, the place is very well. I'm just well. glad to hear that that's the, the only thing you did to hey, look, I, I impress people sometimes. <laughs> it might be a card. It might be a $20 bill. But I impress people. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, what the, what these guys did to, to, the, to the winery was phenomenal. I mean, just going in there, the architectural that you restored. Uh, the activities for the kids and the adults to do outside uh, it's just great uh, mouth it's, drop. it's great i mean and and it, it i think this is the first time that you ever demanded that you wanted an event that you went to to be able to talk through with them and promote them because you had such a fantastic experience yeah uh, but that speaks for itself yeah i mean just walking through the area they feed you know it's it's almost like going on another honeymoon with my wife that, that it was it was nice we cuddled it was a little chilly oh the fire pits were there did, did you give really her nice. did you give her a card and a handshake i gave her a handshake <laughs> but it's renault winery it's renault winery winter wonderland it's continuing through february 27th offering ice skating outside by flight on ice but for those who aren't familiar with Renault, can you give us a brief history and uh, specifically the history with Champagne? Because that's really what put you guys on the map to begin with, isn't it? Well, yeah. Uh, so uh, Louis Renault came over in 1864 uh, and opened a winery. Um, it's one of the... Uh, few uh places uh in the world that we can actually uh are licensed to use the word champagne in the making process uh because he is from that region um and yeah uh received the license in, uh, you know over 100 years ago um it was also Renault was also at one time the number one american champagne in the country so the history is like unbelievable and as it passed through from family to family, uh, family uh, over the generations, 
there's a really rich, rich uh, history, um, especially going through the uh, uh, Prohibition years. Um, there was a lot of uh, very interesting stories uh, to tell. In fact, we re we just recently reinstated our uh, tour of Renault, which is a winemaker's uh, tour, and we bring you through all the different aspects of the building and speak about the history from 1864 all the way up until present day, and it's a really fascinating tour to go on. And I and that was one of the things that Don mentioned. He was thrilled with the tour i don't I, I don't think you saw any family members of yours mentioned there don no 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 no, no were written on the wall <laughs> they're behind the scenes <laughs> way behind <laughs> but as don mentioned he was part of the uh kickoff and the uh grand opening celebration if you want to say of winter wonderland what exactly is happening in winter wonderland well, this is something that they originally came up during our, uh, you know, our first bout with COVID and trying to figure out, you know, what what could we do for our um, our guests uh, to give them experience. And uh, the ownership really took initiative uh, last year and worked with whatever they had to throw this together uh, with Flight on Ice and, you know, creating the skating rank. And it was such a mind-blowing success that this year, you know, uh, the owners, Josh and Melanie, and uh, the leadership team said, wow, it was, you know, at the last minute, we threw all this together. It was a huge success. You know, people were talking about it all over local. People were driving in from all over. Why don't we really start this uh, right and and really put a lot of effort into it. So starting in the summer, we were planning um, the plant, you know, the drawing started uh, throughout the whole year. And um, it's actually become its own entity on property. We have our, our uh, ice skating rink all the way up, snuggled up against the uh, golf course. Uh, we invited some other outside vendors to join us um, in their own little um, huts. Uh, we also man our own huts. We have a retail hut. We have a full uh, wine and uh, cocktail bar hut. Uh, we also have the ever more popular sweet hut. Uh, with, we have a fantastic pastry chef. Uh, she had everything you can think of in there, everything from candy to um Wine-infused uh, cupcakes, we call them our adult cupcakes, such as uh, port and chocolate or uh, pink champagne cupcakes. Really, uh, really amazing. And for the kids, of course, we have uh, Rice Krispie Pops. It's a, uh, kind of a play on a lollipop and a Rice Krispie treat. It's a big, giant lollipop, uh, so to speak. Um, we also have children's uh, Cupcakes available, uh, brownies, homemade farmhouse cookies. Um, very exciting. And, of course, all the hot chocolate you can drink. There's a there's a enclosed area we call Louie's Lounge where you can thread up your uh, skates and put your skates on while you're sitting on the nice couch. Um, it's heated in there. And, of course, we have all the fire pits um, that you can reserve. Um, and there's also communal fire pits as well that you don't have to have a reservation for. And it's great because you can walk through the whole property. You can go to our casual dining experience, which is the tasting room, grab, uh, you know, um, some light hors d'oeuvres or, or a full dinner. 
um, you know, experience our casual fair. Yeah, that, that's amazing. That no, no, no wonder why Don enjoyed it so much and didn't and didn't well, want to leave. Yeah, I think a lot of people got to realize that you can spend a whole weekend in one location, play golf. You got a great uh, uh, hotel. Uh, full blown resort, uh, yeah, full basically. service resort. You go there Friday oh, you, yeah. and you leave Sunday. Yeah, I mean it, it's great. Yeah, it, it's wonderful, and and I think what what uh, you were mentioning right before uh, we were talking about Winter Wonderland is obviously you are the executive chef, and you have a lot of uh, cooking going on, different things to eat. So I'm going to ask you before when people because foodie culinary foodies, they really get into uh, certain specific chefs and what their backgrounds are. So why don't you give us a little bit of your background in the restaurant industry so people can get to start to know you? Oh, for sure. Uh, so I, I've been in the in industry for over 30 years. Uh, graduate from New England Culinary Institute. Uh, did an apprenticeship in Singapore at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel. Uh, I moved back. I'm originally from the Philadelphia area. So after my apprenticeship, I moved back. I worked at uh, Brasserie Perrier, Striped Bass, uh, several other center city restaurants. Uh, I came down to the shore area here. I worked at a little Italian restaurant, Margate, many, many moons ago called Cucina Rustica. Um, and then I went down to Cape May. I was a chef at uh, the Hotel Maycumber. Um, we got uh, a four-star review from the New York Times, uh, which really kind of launched my career. And then I joined uh, Mirage and worked uh, with Steve Wynn, uh, opened a couple of my own restaurants, Um and then I joined uh, Elizabeth Lau and Associates, uh, probably one of the most uh, prominent food and beverage consultants in the country based out of Las Vegas. And we did uh, openings and restaurant development for Wind Resorts, uh, you know, Celebrity Cruise Lines, NetJets, uh, Destination Hotels and uh, Resorts, and really got a real rounded experience. Uh, I decided to, I was living out on the, in Seattle. I uh, decided to move back home for some family reasons, and uh, next thing you know, I'm I'm back down here. You know, come came full circle. Uh, I have to say, back down quite yeah, quite um, impressive, yeah. and that is a description of a career that I think any chef could only hope and wish to accomplish, and. You're nowhere near close to done because at, at Renault, I've heard great things. Yeah, and uh, with, with, yeah, with, you know, yeah, with your, I, I really don't that can. Yeah, so, uh, I said, I said, no, that's okay, no problem at all. Uh, with your career as a chef, what would you recommend to be your favorite food to, for people to come down to, to try at the some of the favorite Renault? dishes? Yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, right now we, you know, we have a uh, our casual dining is open a la carte, um, so pretty much anything off that menu. But really, you know, take a look at our website before you come down because we have a lot of special event uh, dinners. We're having farm to table dinners. Uh, we just did a dinner on uh, Christmas Eve called Le Ravion because we're trying to get back to the French heritage, um, and we did uh, a beautiful. Uh, uh, 
grand dinner and uh, on a grand dessert uh, table. Um, we're we're really doing a lot of holiday dinners now, and soon we're we will be opening House of Renault uh, in the spring, which will be our signature fine dining restaurant. Uh, I mean, th- th- that sounds amazing. So. Uh, can you break down what type of cuisine Renault offers? And also, most important, especially in this day and age, it's it's one of the questions that I think restaurateurs are asked quite frequently now. Where can you eat the cuisines at? Because uh, some people want to make sure it's indoors. Some people want to make sure it's outdoors. Some people don't want to be be there at all uh you guys mixing and matching Uh, how how are you navigating Uh, oh oh, yeah absolutely so you know our uh you know we have our champagne patio uh which is uh connected to uh the tasting room um which offers our casual dining menu and you can eat indoors outdoors all year round we have heaters and fire pits uh, I mean, it was 17 degrees the other day, and we had people out there, um, you know, sharing bread bowls with spinach artichoke dip, um, you know, enjoying our chowders and, uh, you know, fresh soups and, and so on. And then, you know, our theme, though, is getting back to the French roots of Louis Renault uh, from back in 1864. And so our, our new venue, House of Renault, is going to be 70% French-inspired, 30% uh, American farmhouse. And then also, uh, almost simultaneously, we're opening up our cafe and pastry shop called Cafe La Fleur, where we'll have, um, you know, the same idea, uh, 70% French-inspired, 30% uh, American farmhouse, or you get these big, beautiful farmhouse cookies. But uh, we also have some classic uh, French pastries to go along with that as well, as long as our, uh, you know, signature blend of coffees. Um, And that is located directly next door to the uh, tasting room. So we'll have our pastry shop and coffee house. And then across the street in the hotel, which a lot of people don't even realize that we have 50 hotel rooms, that's where our fine dining venue will be. And this is all happening very shortly in the spring and early uh, summer of 2022. I I saw Don over there twitching when you said coffee house and cafe. Uh, He gets very passionate uh, with uh, coffee and espresso sort of things. What recommendation, of course, uh, I know the first recommendation you would say, oh, use DNL coffee services. But what would be a recommendation for a successful coffee cafe opening up? What's the top thing that he needs to make sure? Well, you know, of course, you know, the, the number one thing is obviously having a superior coffee. We and we partnered with a, a local, local coffee roaster that did a very specific blend for us. That actually took us about uh, six or seven months to get just finding the right match uh, coffee roaster and the right blending of what we need. And our pastry chef uh, Karen Delmore has been working very hard on uh, perfecting recipes, so that way when we open, uh, we'll be ready to go. We'll have uh, in the mornings, we'll have tra- just traditional croissants, pan chocolate, things of that nature. And as the day progresses, you know, we'll have those classic, you know, uh, 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 oh, yeah, uh, all, all the tra- all the classic selections and options that someone would expect. So it sounds right. like you you have the perfect game plan. Everything's gearing up is going to be set up. What else could you think of, Don, that uh, could be a good recommendation? Uh, definitely a good 
espresso machine. There you go. Yeah, you got oh, yeah. the training, training on how to use it. Yeah, especially because I, I think as you've mentioned previously that uh, uh, one of the most important aspects of using a machine is one knowing how to use it. Even though a lot of these machines are crazy smart these days. Oh, they are. They <laughs> are. You can go from super automatic to traditional machines, and it all depends on the weight staff you have and, and the training that you can put behind it for them to produce the product that you're looking for. I mean, you've been in this business for a, a long time, Chef. Uh, would you have ever imagined some of the technology advances that you've seen in this industry? Oh, it's like from when I started, it's just leaps and bounds. I mean, there, there's some, like, you know, some of the ovens that I have, you know, we're a huge wedding venue. We can do up to 14 weddings in one weekend, and we have done that. Uh, but I have some of the ovens that we use are, you know, they can uh, sear, roast, grill, you know, all pre, uh, you know, programmed and actually hold. Like, I, we, we, you know, we'll put our... We're serving prime rib. We'll put them in actually the night before, and it'll roast the prime ribs to perfection, and then actually hold them at medium rare until we're ready to serve it. And it it makes you almost uh, hold hold a grudge to some of your employees because you feel like going with that old saying, "Back in my day, if you knew yeah. what I had to do, <laughs> walk uphill, yeah. snow shoes." <laughs> but I have to tell you, Chef. Uh, uh, we've said it over and over. Don was thrilled. He was so pleased to have you join us because he had such an amazing time at the event. Uh, we want our listeners to know where can they find more information, website, social media, anything like that. Oh, uh, yeah. We're, please check out our website at RenaultWinery.com. And also we're, we're all over Facebook and social media. You know, you can sign up for our um uh, you know, you can sign your email address up and then get on to our, uh, uh, our mailing list. And, uh, you know, just Google uh, Renault Winery and uh, all the articles will pop up. You can see our events uh, that are happening. We have a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff coming up, especially in the spring. You know, we're looking at food and wine festivals and then in the fall, a harvest festival. And then once again, we're going to make uh, Vintner Wonderland bigger and better next year, too. That's awesome. Yeah. Renault Winery Resort with their Vintner Wonderland with ice skating outside by Flight on Ice. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Pleasure talking to you, Chef. Yeah, pleasure was mine. Thank you for having me. No problem. Have a great night. Yeah, I mean, that. Yeah. as you mentioned, Don, yeah. Uh you had such a, a fun time. I, I tell you what, it, it's, a, it's a hidden gem down in South Jersey, and it's less than an hour drive by car. Uh, it's I cannot. Uh, They're perfectly uh, situated for yeah. New York City, Philadelphia, even Washington D.C. And you're right off the major roads. So you go right down the AC Expressway, uh, and you get off at the first exit after the toll, exit 14. I'm pretty sure it is, and you're. Five minutes away from it. And they've created it any time of year. The winter, right, they have been right. for Wonderland, Flight on Ice, uh, Spring, Fall, uh, Golf, Wonderful Golf. And they said there's something to do with your whole family, and you can spend a weekend there and really enjoy yourself. In the summer, they're super close to the shore. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's definitely an all-year destination, without a doubt. But we can't end our first show of 2022 without talking to one of our most important members of the crew. I'm already here. <laughs> You're the most important, obviously, <laughs> the most important. But the second in line, obviously, is Pennsylvania's most influential chef, 
and Hell's Kitchen all-star, Chef Barbie Marshall. How's it going tonight, Chef Barbie? Hi, everybody. How you doing, Great. Chef? I'm doing much better. I was uh, kicked by COVID again over the house. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it sucked big time, but I'm doing much better. So it's my own house. So thankfully, we're okay. Um, so, yeah, it's great to be back in the new year. And I guess the first thing I should talk about is something close to home. Um, the outdoor seating on 13th Street, they have to get rid of because they have to do some updating to some lighting. So lots of changes on 13th Street downtown and their outdoor dining program. So to make sure that when you get inside, you got to be vaccinated and take those calls so that we can continue to be safe and not spread COVID. Yeah, I know that was a, a big news. A lot of people are unhappy with the streeteries uh, having to close down on that. And you said it's because of lighting. Is, is Have you heard that, Don? Yeah, the, the city's digging up the street, replacing some of the infrastructure. Uh, I guess it needs to be upgraded at some point or another. It just happened to happen there now. <laughs> they figure, well, <laughs> looks like uh, people are having a good time on this street. Let's close it down. Yeah. Well, I mean, the infrastructure is getting improved on, and, you know, we're losing something that that could potentially be, you know, preventing people from being safe. So it's, it's, it's a catch-22, you know. It's allowing people to go out and still distance, but it's also, you know, time to update some things and who knows maybe they'll be able to come back once updating is finished well we can only hope that the city truly has a plan in place and crossing fingers hope beyond hope maybe they'll even help build even better streeteries when they're done with the upgrades wouldn't that be fantastic that would be that would be the perfect story happy book story ending Happy book. Yeah. Storybook. Happy <laughs> ending. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it eventually, Don. But Chef Barbie, thank you so much for joining us. It was great hearing from you. And uh, we're happy to hear that you're happy, uh, healthy again. And uh, hopefully 2022 will bring much success and uh, joy this year. Same to you. Thank you so much. Have thank a great you, time. Chef. All right, Don. It was fun. Go ahead. Was why, don't you, why don't you kick it off to wrap things up? And my name is Donato Marino with the DNL Coffee Service. You can find us on Facebook. You can give us a call at 215-365-5521. If you have any questions or anything, we can help you out with the espresso cappuccino needs. Ooh, that was pretty fast. Like the Micro Machine dive <laughs> in the 80s. It was excellent. But uh, I'm Derek Tim of BlueJeanFood.com. Uh, small Bites, we're on Wildfire Radio Sundays, uh, 635. Check us out the following day on all your Apple products on iTunes. We're syndicated wherever the heck you want to find us. Google us. It's, it's enough. John Howard Fusco, thank you very much. Nom Nom Playo, Michelle Tam. Uh, make sure you go out the books. Fantastic. Uh, also, Adam Hobbler, the director of marketing for Trillion Food of Cafe Cups and their uh, Hot Cocoa Creations. And also Renault Winery Resort, Chef Michael Giampa, Chef Barbie Marshall. And we end the show like we always do with a joke of the week from the legendary joke teller who I've heard a rumor has asked to be on our next show live. Oh, that would be great. With Jackie the Joke Man Martling. I'm Jackie Martling, and this is Small Bites. A couple's in New York City for their honeymoon, and after a big dinner, they're taking a horse-drawn cab ride. 
Well, the carriage goes down a cobblestone street, and all the bouncing causes the new bride to let out an incredibly loud fart. I mean, it isn't often the horse stops and turns around, you know. <laughs> well, she's really embarrassed, so she decides she better start a conversation to divert the focus. She says, um, honey, should we stop and pick up a paper? He says, nah. When we go through the park, I'll just reach out and grab you a handful of leaves.